welcome to the CNJ show. Fun fact of the day number one: Jay needs a new phone. <laughs> the day number two: You still can't get Clorox wipes anywhere. Not Clorox, the brand. You can get the um, the great value ones from Walmart. Are actually, better to be honest with you. Really? I haven't been able to find those even. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I, I I've been con- huh. being able to consistently get those. Huh. Same mile as the Clorox wipes. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, they I honestly think they work better because I think they last um, a little bit longer than the Clorox ones personally. But hmm. right. um, I got to check those out. Hey, welcome. welcome to the CNJ show, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a little while, but we're back. Yes, we are. Um, I, uh, I'm almost all caught up with everything for the week, so we'll be able to do some shows and knock some stuff out. Today, we're going to do a show on Slammiversary, and the follow-up to that would be the impact that was this past Tuesday, which I have seen both, but uh, I'm going to let C uh, drive this thing here because uh, I need my memory jog because I didn't take notes. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... I was very happy with Slammiversary. Um, I did my absolute best not to say anything and uh, show too much enthusiasm over it. But um, I, you know, (laughs) before we break into the actual show, it's hard for me not to consider it one of the best pay-per-views of the year across all brands. And it's not against um, WWE, NXT, AEW. I'd have to really look at the AEW shows and, um, you know, break them down again to say which one. But, you know, but overall, I mean, I didn't have a problem with any matches on this card, honestly. And it was, it was crazy to think about. But, um, yeah, so let's just get it going here. Um, the Rascals initiated, um, um, what do you call it? Um. <laughs> open challenge, open challenge a couple days. I think it was a day or two before the pay-per-view. Um, and obviously everybody immediately was like, oh, the good brothers, the good brothers. Um, and they the good brothers signed with Impact Wrestling, but they kind of broke the story themselves at the midnight hour. And, you know, it wasn't as much as a, as a surprise that they were coming at, in fact, on the show itself. You know, there was talk throughout the show. Oh, the good brothers are here. They're, you know, when are they going to appear? You know, so we kind of speculated that it might not be the good brothers because it was just too obvious. Um, It ends up being the motor city machine guns. Now, if you don't know who the motor city machine guns are, they are Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. They are two legends of TNA NWA or sorry, TNA impact wrestling. Um, They are one of the best tag teams I think ever. And, um, this match is awesome. Um, I'm a huge Zachary Wentz fan. I think he's got major potential. You know, these two teams went back and forth, back and forth. And it was, I knew Motor City, Motor City was in a windows because it was, it was a return match. Um, part of me wondered, okay, is this a one-off for them? Because I know Shelly was in NXT for like a match with Kushida. And um, so I was a little concerned about that. But once I kind of realized that they were signed, I didn't expect him to lose. Um, great match, though. Just hard hitting. You know, they, it started, some of the spots were a little sloppy, but 
I will say, you know, obviously these are two teams that I don't think have wrestled before. So I get it in any way, I don't, you know, any even underground, I'm, I'm assuming. I could be wrong on that. I think maybe Alex Shelley might have crossed paths with one of them at some point. But, um, yeah, you know, just a good opening match. You know, it was it was long. It wasn't short. It was fast-paced. It showed all their other athletic abilities. And uh, the Motor City, Motor City Machine Guns get the win. And um, this sets up them getting a shot later on in the week, obviously for the, for the, for the belts, but we'll get to that later. But this was a, a key win for them returning back to, to impact. What are, what, what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, yeah, we're going to get into this cause I want to hear, um, cause maybe I'm missing something, but I disagree with you on this being a good show. No shit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I will agree that the opening contest was very good. Uh, it was a great surprise uh, to see the machine guns back. Saban, uh, I, I think that he uh, was released from his Reign of Honor deal, uh, I think oh, maybe even last year sometime, because I know that he was out hurt for a while rehabbing. And I believe that they... Um, mentioned that he was gonna, he was doing a couple of sessions at the WWPC uh, but you know obviously he never got signed by them never appeared on TV for them so is what it yeah. is um, and then Shelly did appear on the one NXT when he teamed with uh, his former time splitter tag team partner Koshida and uh, or it, you know it happened and they lost and whatever Dusty Classic is what it is it was a one off so whatever but uh, yeah, if, uh, if all these teasings that Impact has done about former champions coming back and whatnot, you know, you see the promos, you see like the little uh, old uh, TNA footage from, you know, Stain and I think James Storm was there. I don't think they showed AJ because I think they probably could have gotten in trouble with that, trying to tease that since AJ is technically under contract by WWE, but they showed a bunch of yeah. people. And uh, you think TNA tag teams, uh, homegrown TNA tag teams, uh, you think Beer Money, you think the Motor City Machine Guns. I mean, those are, are the two of the top ones. I mean, AML, you know, America's Most Wanted, or AMW. Did I say AML? <laughs> AMW. Um, you know, Triple uh, X, whatever. All those, those teams from the past. But... Uh, if you can't get beer money because Root's still under contract with WWE and I believe Storm's still under contract with uh, NWA. Yeah, he but, is. Uh, yeah. You, you get the Motor City Machine Gun. So, I mean, I, I, I'm, I love both of those teams. Um, I love the Rascals, too. I think they're a phenomenal team. Um, I, I did. I know you didn't see the 30-minute uh, uh, pre-show, which all it really was was recaps of the feuds and such. Um, I know you mentioned something about them doing uh, a vignette at uh, Ace Austin working out at uh, Trey's yeah, gym. Yeah. And they basically they basically showed that whole thing. And first thought that popped in my mind was, "Where's Dez?" Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. It was what it was, but um. Yeah, no, I, I have seen the Rascals live in person at Warrior Wrestling twice, and they uh, they made a fan out of me for sure. Um, 
you know, once it, it's kind of funny that, you know, Des out of the three of them, Des has been with this company the longest, but you know, Trey's the one that's getting the singles push right now. So, and has been, so it's kind of funny, but um, no, the match itself though. Yeah, it was, it was a nice surprise to see the machine guns. Um, it was a little sloppy in spots, but it was to be expected. Saban, I believe his first match back since he, uh, injured himself. I don't think he's wrestled anywhere else. I could be wrong on that, but at least not on television anywhere. For yeah. Sure. Um, you know, they, they still had great chemistry as always. And, and yeah, I, I thought, uh, you know, both teams were very good and yeah, machine guns get the win and yeah, they were teasing throughout the match. It was, it was, uh, Matthews and, and Don Callis on commentary. Um, they're they're talking about through the mail oh, some you know someone the rascals win and gives them a you know yeah uh, what should I call it a title shot gripe about being yeah a title shot whatever and I think they may have mentioned it for the machine guns too but then uh, you know machine guns win great great match and uh, that was a nice surprise there I, I didn't hate the pay per view um, but I want to hear your thoughts on all of this stuff and I'll give you mine too I I, I was. I was disappointed, but I'll tell you why as we go along. But this match, I was not disappointed. It was a nice surprise. It was a good start. And, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so, the next match was Moose defending his, uh, well, the, for the unsanctioned TNA World Heavyweight Championship <laughs> against Tommy Dreamer in an old-school rules match. Now, I will say this. This was the one match that I wasn't excited for to begin with. Um, I didn't mind it. Now, I, when I say that, it doesn't mean I, I enjoyed it strongly or anything. Um, the old school rules in general was confusing to me because it was just basically a hardcore match. And I wish they would have said that. But, it, you know, because at first I'm like, old school rules. Are you, what are you doing? Like Matt wrestling from high school? Like, what do you what do you mean old school rules? So, um, you know, it, it was a good physical match. You know, I don't think Dreamer has a ton left in, in the tank. Um, there was that, um, wasn't there, th- there's a spot at the end with the, with the thumbtacks, right? Yeah. And he didn't really even get on the thumbtacks. So I was kind of a sloppy, you know, slam that, you know, it just wasn't a great finish to the match. Um, I didn't expect Moose to lose this, but I, I thought it went a little bit longer than it needed to. Um, I will say this real quick about the pay-per-view in general. And I, and I text you this a couple days ago or after the pay-per-view. And there is a major difference between the production value in, 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 T- in impact as opposed to WB. You can tell. Um, oh yes. There, <laughs> Big there is time. A, Even AEW. Yeah, there's, this is definitely the third, the third. Well, I don't want to say third cause I consider NXT, I guess, but, I would say they are definitely the minor league right now of the brands and not, not saying a bad thing because they have a good roster, but just the sloppiness, like the theme, the entrances are loud enough. The, 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 the cutting of the promos, the backstage vignettes are just, they look like they've been filmed when, you know, the other ones don't look like they've been filmed. Um, Yeah. Just, but that, that's my take on that. If you have anything to say about that. I mean, as far as production quality goes, they had a lot of problems on this pay-per-view, too. And uh, I'm not going to say it's part of my disappointment, um, but it definitely didn't help my feelings on this show. I mean, obviously, like like you all know, I haven't 
seen Impact. This is the, my first uh, time watching any type of Impact Wrestling show on television since March, early March. So um, there were still fans in attendance back then. So this was my first uh, go at Impact without fans. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I we've been watching WWE for months without fans. We've been watching AEW for months without fans. However, AEW has always, since day one, had their workers out there in some way, shape, or form, whether it's backstage because of the social distancing or, you know, whatever. You always got to see, you know, somebody there cheering on watching, you know, being a part of the show. Um, WWE eventually did that too. Now, uh, full disclosure, I still have not seen Dominion yet, which they did have fans for with New Japan. But watching the first three nights of the New Japan Cup, there were no fans. Didn't bother me because I was excited to see New Japan. I was excited to see Impact, but I will tell you this much, and you and other people have said that when they first not, didn't have, you know, the fans you kind of lost interest a little bit there. The first time me watching wrestling at all, that there were no fans during this show made me feel that way. Like, wow. Like, I don't, you know, this is not cool. I don't like this, you know. Um, no, no fault of the workers at all whatsoever. They worked their asses off. Um, you know, it is what it is, but would have been nice to see impact maybe try to do something similar but you know whatever it is what it is um back to the production quality though yeah the the sounding seemed like it was off like with the mic work in the beginning i think it got better towards the end um the replays they messed up everything on those it seemed uh at times there were no uh the the sound like you know you have Josh Matthews saying something live and then you hear him on the replay too. It's just like just little stuff like that. And and this company has been notorious since its inception for being poor at production quality. There's been times where they were better, but for the most part, they are the worst of any of them. And I would even dare say, and I know they're not running shows right now, but I would even dare say MLW, ROH, and NWA are better at production than Impact Wrestling. I don't know if I'd go ROH and, or MLW. I'd probably go NWA, but uh, another thing. Also, did you notice they? you hear every fucking step in the ring? Like, they're, they're, yeah, their sound in the yeah, ring. Their mic oh, work. my God. That was one thing I will say. Yeah, like, the, the mics in the rain really were awful. <laughs> it was it was distracting. It took it like not having fans there combined with that combined with it was just all just a recipe for I don't want to say disaster, but recipe for just like not a good show <laughs> in my opinion. But you know, um, back back to the match though, I guess. Um, yeah, you know, I, I wasn't really. I mean, this is the first time I've seen Moose with it that belt. Um, I'll say this about Moose. The guy has improved tremendously since he first started uh, in Reign of Honor back in the day. Um, he, even since, you know, he got to Impact, he, I just, you've seen improvement on him. He's, he's a big guy. He's very athletic. He can move. He can talk. Uh, 
some of it is, you know, whatever. But, I mean, for the most part, he gets it. And I think he has potential to be very, very big with that company. Uh, I mean, he's one of the few that have stuck with him the entire time since he signed with him. So uh, it is what it is. But the match itself, yeah, I, Tommy Dreamer's getting old, man. <laughs> he's definitely getting old. Uh, that bald spot in the back, man, it's getting better, worse and worse. Uh, moving around in the rain, yeah, he doesn't have it like he used to. And, uh, yeah, he's he's coming to the end here, I think. And it's sad because I love seeing Tommy Dreamer back in the day. He was one of my favorites, and I love listening to him on Busted Open every Wednesday with Dave LaGreca. But, uh, speaking of which, you did see some uh, Busted Open on the show, which was kind of cool. I popped. Uh, I'm sure LaGreca did too when he watched it. But, um yeah, the, the the one thing I will say, I thought the thumbtack spot at the end, not uh, the very end when, yeah, it looked like he did, totally missed him and he wasn't covering him and all that, but the, the very start of it when Moose was trying to force Tommy's face into him, I thought that was a really cool spot. I really liked the psychology in that. And then did the reversal and then whatever, you know, hit the pounce or whatever, the spear or whatever he calls it. I think uh, Matthews used to say that the no jackhammer needed spear, right, or whatever. It was kind of funny. But, um, yeah, they did take a couple of uh, subtle shots at WWE, uh, which was also kind of funny. But I don't know if that was at the pay-per-view, if there was any. No, no, it was at the pay-per-view because Callus wasn't on uh, – impact that's right but uh we'll get there but yeah the match itself whatever it was what it was moose wins i didn't expect uh although i i did you know i think in our preview show i was hoping for the aces and ace but they got me on that they got me uh touche impact touche uh no no aces and ace involvement moose wins retains the belt and uh yeah i mean i again i didn't hate it but i also did not love it like i did the first match but that one spot i really popped for yeah, um, you know, like I said, it was it wasn't bad. It just I I thought it it could have been better. And yeah, the 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 face of the thumbtack thing was pretty, pretty pretty bad. I just <laughs> I mean it, it was awesome, but I, I I wanted to see it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Um, Very true. So next match was the um, gauntlet match, um, which featured. I believe it was 11 girls. Or actually, I think it was 12. They added one more. Um, and it was for the number one. Was there two? Was that? Was there 12? It was, I, 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 I thought, thought they added um, thought... Katie Forbes. I think there was 12. No, oh, maybe. All right. Well, Katie Forbes was a surprise. Well, technically, there was 13 or 14 if you count uh, Johnny uh, Taya or Johnny Rosemary. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, um that's another thing. Before the Moose and Dreamer match, they aired as uh, they were talking about Rosemary and and Taya, and they aired that for a second. Then they went to the video package for Dreamer and Moose, so, so that was kind of weird. But anyway, so yeah, the match. Go ahead. <laughs> um. So like, I don't know. It, it's okay. So it, it's for the number one con- number one contendership for the Impact's Knockout Championship. The thing I. I was upset kind of about this was that I felt like this match was going to kind of tell you who was going to win the the women's championship match. 
you know, in, in, in a way, because it came down to Kylie and Taya like I figured it would. Uh, that, that, that was what it was more likely going to be. But um, Kylie gets the win. You know, the their women's division is better, I think, than AEW's because of the amount of girls they have. I mean, I think AEW is about five deep, six deep maybe, and I think I think Impact is deeper. But their characters are so fucking out there, a lot of them, and it's just, you know... Um, I thought Susie was kind of didn't get my hope my, my hopes like I wanted to. I wanted to see Sue Young, you know, make an appearance, but she didn't. Um, Johnny Bravo was, you know, he he came out what twice, I believe. So it, it's mm-hmm. you know that was great. I, I would laugh my ass off of that. Um, I love Taya. You know, I wanted her to win, but you know, it's good to see Kylie get the win. I think she deserved it. I think she got a bad rap for her quick stint in AEW and then you know leaving for mental health issues and then you know, quickly joined a company, you know, so I, it's, it's good to see her get a chance. Um, she's very reminiscent of orange Cassidy to me in, in their demeanor that they're just love, you know, not necessarily the same character, but she's this lovey dovey girl that she snaps when you, you, you know, you, you push her far enough as orange is kind of this sluggish guy. And then you push him far, far enough and he snaps. So it's kind of, I, I like the gimmick. Um, yeah, but it, you know, it wasn't a bad match. I I, I thought it would, would be better. Um, I like a lot of the girls. Not a huge Katie Forbes fan. Um, kind of Tasha getting eliminated, like first one eliminated. I thought was kind of uh, that 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 was like goddamn. That kind of annoyed me. Um, but yeah, what, what, what do you think? Oh, I, overall, you know, overall it was a decent match. I will say this: I don't think the Moose and this match were the ones that the highlight on. I will say after this match is to me is when the pay-per-view really got going. But um, the last, okay. this match and the last match were the, were the two weak spots on the show. But anyway. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> um, the first thing I'll say is uh, I think that the match itself was good. I think that everybody pretty much got to be showcased a little bit uh, at least uh, in some way, shape or form. Um, first time seeing my girl Tasha in an impact rain. Uh, my first time seeing a lot of these girls in an impact rain, but I um, was very happy to see her out there doing her thing. Uh, Kylie Ray, you know, number two, whatever. Um, the one thing I'll say, they call it a gauntlet match. It really no, wasn't. it was it, it was, was a it was a, it was a rumble was, basically, a battle royal. Yeah, it was a royal rumble that comes down to the last two, and they have a match type deal. So, uh, yeah, it, I, I didn't. I'm like, all right, whatever. That, that kind of I don't. It wouldn't say it ruined it for me, but Impact has a history of. Or I should say this company has a history of doing stuff. Well, like it's similar that. to the so, old school rules match. You're calling it something. It's not really, you know, yeah. So I, I agree with you on that. I, that's why my initial prediction was Taya. I mean, even though it ended up with Taya and Kylie, Kylie anyway, but I, and so when Kylie came out second, I was like, holy shit, she's got to go through all these girls. They're going to really hype her up. And then when I realized what was going on, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I'll. I, I got something to say about the ending. I'll get there okay. in a minute. It, it might. It might pop you, but we'll see. Um, 
so yeah, they all came out, you know, one by one. Uh, uh, what's Havoc's uh, tag team partner's name? Na- Neva? Naiva? Uh, Nevaeh. The hell? Nevaeh, that's it. So she's married to Jacob Christ, I guess. I think we talked about that in the last we, show. Maybe we, we did. didn't. I don't we remember, did, we did, yes, she is. We did, okay. All right, yeah, I looked that up and I saw that during it. Uh, she's also Madison Reigns. Uh, former tag team partner when they were in Shimmer together. They were the inaugural uh, Shimmer Women's Tag Team Champions, uh, which I did not know until I looked that up, too. Madison Rain was out. Um, It was funny, because I was sitting there, I was looking at everybody coming out, and I was thinking to myself, huh, okay. So, the Warrior Wrestling show I went to, the last one, they had a... uh, Warrior uh, or Women of Attrition match or whatever they called it for the uh, uh, War of Attrition match for the uh, women's title and for the men's titles at these shows. And literally every single person uh, there was eight eight women in, involved in that match. Uh, of the eight women seven of them were in this yeah, match. Yeah, no, it was. It was. <laughs> I, th- I thought that was cool. Yeah, and I think I've met all of them except for I don't think I met Kylie, but uh, or Kimber for that matter. But they're you know whatever. It was cool that they were there. Uh, yeah, the only three that weren't were uh, Britt and Swole and uh, Tessa. So, um, but uh, yeah, you know, so the match keeps going on and on. Everybody's coming out, getting eliminated here and there, whatever. Uh, yeah, Tasha getting eliminated really pissed me off. Uh, First time I've seen Kara Hogan with the blue hair, which was kind of interesting. Um, it's nice to see everybody, you know. And then Rosemary comes out. And um, the first thing that popped in my head was, holy Joker, Batman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very weird green outfit, purple hair, white makeup. Like, okay, that's not the Rosemary I remember seeing back in March. But, hey, it happens. Uh, tease the whole thing with her and Taya and Johnny, and then at the end it comes down to, to Taya, Rosemary, and Kylie, and then Rosemary gets eliminated. And I, I was I was thinking to myself, I remember our predictions for this match. You said Taya, I said Rosemary. I'm like, all right, cool. What? You know, all they gotta do is eliminate uh, Kylie, and uh, either me or C is gonna win. <laughs> and of course, Rosemary gets eliminated, and the first thing I say is, "Let's go, Kylie." <laughs> definitely (laughs) and i was right uh i love you bro but you know what i mean um so yeah i mean the the match itself was fine like i said uh it it did kind of kind of sort of predict who was going to win uh by having a face win but that's you know when we were doing our predictions i was thinking to myself all right well you know i think i was picking i think we both picked diana to win and uh, we both picked the heel to win the battle royal. So it's like, all right, what are they going to do with this? But um, it was nice to see her win. But I will say this much. At the end of it, it seemed like it was they were very rushed to get her out of the ring. Obviously, we know why, because we know what's next. But it, it, it did seem a rush to you. Like like she won and then boom, get yeah, out. Yeah, it, it, it was. You know, it's one of those things like, okay, if you're at a, a, a WWE pay-per-view and they're, they're, you know, they're in a situation like that when they're trying to get the guys, and this goes back to the production, when they're trying to get, you know, somebody out of the ring right away, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll either shoot to a backstage segment or shoot to, you know, um, some ad, ad or something. So you don't really realize it. But the problem is they had 
Callis and Matthews like just right there at ringside, so you can literally see and and, and where the camera angle is taking place, you see everything going on. And yeah, it, it's true, and it's true. And you know, they they obviously try to get her out of the ring, obviously for Heath to debut on um what's coming up next on uh, Impact. So you know, and that's what happened, obviously, which is weird. Are you there? Yeah, yeah. You there? Have I lost Jay? <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. Are you good? What happened? <laughs> Jay? Okay, so, um, yeah, you know, it's just, like I said, production value. And sorry, guys, we had a little technical difficulties, but we are back. Yeah. But um, We're back. Sorry about that. My bad. Uh, no, but. Yeah, you were yeah, talking you know. about the Callis and uh, Matthews were in a certain spot because of who was coming next. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, and here comes Heath. Um, Heath! <laughs> Heath, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, I was happy to see him there. I think, you know. Put, okay, put it this way. I'm happy to see him there. I'm not happy their way they're going the way they're going about it. Mm-hmm. I guess that's my issue. Is and my issue's been with Heath for a long time. And I think his last promo work, whatever, in WWE with Drew or whatever, really showed potentially what he could bring to the table. And mm-hmm. he comes over to Impact and he's essentially same his, character. His character that is can't be taken seriously anymore, and mm. no one wants to give him a chance. And you know, we can just talk real quick about what happens. You know, he does this, he cuts his promo on the ring. A couple of segments later, I think two segments later, or whatever, he's in the back, and you know, he sees Rhino, he goes with the Rhino, he's talking to Rhino, they're bullshitting for a minute, and then um Scott Demore comes up and it's like, Oh, hey, Heath, you know, it's awesome to have you here. You know, blah blah blah, but you know, you don't work for us, you know, and, and we have a you know sh- limited amount of people we can have here, so you gotta unfortunately leave. And you know, then Rhino's like, okay, well, don't worry, come Tuesday, we'll set you, you know, I'll, I'll get something set up for you Tuesday. So I don't like how this is making him once again not being taken seriously. You know, like nothing's yeah, nothing's yeah. got accomplished with him. He just has a conscience. He just he's just making money in, in a different company now. It's basically what it is. That is what it seems like for sure. And, uh, uh, well, let, let me uh, let me take a step back real quick to the women's match. Uh, when you're talking about production and camera angles, there was one camera angle that I did like uh, when they were panning outwards, and it was from the rain apron. The people were on the rain apron. They were trying to get them out. Uh, it was it was a cool it was a unique uh, camera angle to see that and then yeah then the Heath thing um, yeah he comes in and Rohit Raju comes out and oh yeah I forgot yeah, yeah I forgot about that part yeah he, he comes in he, he's the same old character like saying yeah got this open challenge I gotta see my boy in the back and you know then Rohit comes on and says you're stupid the match already happened and you know. He's like, and if that don't work, then I'll be in the main event, you know, the spot that's open up, whatever. It's like, yeah, I was doing basically the same type of character. And then uh, beats up Raju, and that's it. And then 
you know, they do the thing in the back with Rhino. Yeah, it's got the more social distancing. You know, I can't allow you here, blah, blah, blah. And Rhino's like, call me. You know, show up on Tuesday and call me. Like, okay. Uh, you know, it, it was funny because he was wearing the same free agent T-shirt he wore on Raw when he got beat up by uh, McIntyre on his last appearance with the WWE. And I think he might be the first person in the history of this business to wear one shirt on one company and wear the same exact shirt on another a couple weeks later. But um, that it, it's interesting that you say that about uh, your issue with this, because in all honesty, it's kind of my the exact same way I feel about every single person for the most part that debuted during this show. And we'll, we'll touch upon him as we go, but let's talk about Heath for now. Very much the same character. Very happy that he's there. Uh, based on what we saw happened on Impact Tuesday, I don't know where they're going with it, but we'll get there when we get there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. The, the, the segment, it just... It was all right. It just seemed weird. And I, I, I was, I guess this was like the first disappointment for me because he's there, I'm popping. And what I got from it was just like, oh, that's it. You know, like I, I was expecting more and I got what I got. And it was like, all right, well, all right, there's one thing. Let's, let's see, you know, what else happens. Let's see what else, what, who else is going to debut. Because the one thing that did get, I don't want to say spoiled for me, but announced to me is that um, initially, and I told you this too, initially I saw a report that 10 people either returned or debuted during the show. But you said it was seven. And I counted it actually, if you count who was in the main event, it actually was eight. Um, okay, but I still, like, it's, yeah. yeah. It's... I mean, he, he's there, you know, or had been there, but he hadn't been there. So I guess, you know, it makes sense. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still less than 10. So it's just like, all right. And then, like, the whole night they're teasing the Good Brothers thing and, um, you know, the, another thing that confused me too, and I didn't know about this till the video package, and I believe this was the next match, the X Division title, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, Johnny Sweener shows up at the building, gives the keys to the ring announcer, and says, Here, park this, you know, whatever. I'm like, Okay, Johnny Sweener's there. All right, awesome. And then they show the video package for the match, and you find out, Oh, Johnny Sweener's not going to be in Chris Bay's corner. Okay. Um, that was weird, but all right, just another thing to chalk up to just, just weirdness on this show, but all right, that's my thoughts on Heath. So you want to start with the X division match? <laughs> yeah. So like I said, I thought this was the beginning of the, 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 what that made the rest of the show. Great. Um, Chris Bay against Willie Mack for the X division championship. Um, I thought this was a great match. My only complaint with the entire match was it was the shortest match on the card. And that bothered me a little bit. I kind of felt they could have went a little bit longer. Um, I thought they had really good chemistry. I was It was the first time I got to see Chris Bay in a match. Mm-hmm. And I was really impressed with him. I think he's got major potential. I think Willie Mack, you know, can hold his own definitely. I think, you know, Willie Mack's a great talent as well. Um, I, I love the match. I was a little surprised Bay won. I will say this. I thought if any of the if any of the belts were going to not change hands, I thought it was going to be um, this one. So I was a little surprised. 
Um, I guess it could make a little sense to get the belt off of Willie to get Willie Willie more involved in the you know with the heavyweights and maybe you know up you know maybe getting him involved in the, in the Impact Championship at some point here. I don't know if that's gonna happen now with everybody returning. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a good match, man. I like I said, Chris Bay's he's an interesting talent. I think he's got major potential, but I thought it was definitely a little surprising seeing him put the belt on him. But so, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, it's interesting that you mentioned that this was the shortest match because I didn't really notice that, think that, or whatever about it. Um, I know you mentioned earlier, I think you said the, uh, Dreamer and, uh, Moose match went a little too long for you. Um, <laughs> going back to the pre-show when they showed that the, uh, brawl with Ace and, and Trey in, uh, Trey's gym, Honestly, at first, I was really enjoying it because it was very cinematic-y. And I don't like matches that way, but I like it when they shoot angles that way, if that makes sense. Yeah, like um, Chris Bay. Yeah, you know, by the way, guys, I'm sorry we've had a couple technical difficulties on the show tonight. Just... <laughs> yeah. You know what? But I, but think about it this way. We're doing an impact show and we have some production values on, you know, <laughs> failing today. So we added it's, it. We added it to the show. It's unscripted. But anyway, it's poetic. <laughs> it is. It is. So anyway, but yeah, Chris Bay uh, taking this title. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, we were talking about the length of the uh, this, this match. Uh, I'm surprised that it you mentioned that it was the shortest because yeah. I didn't really notice um at the time at all um i i'll tell you what real I quick it, it clocked in at yeah. 10 minutes and one seconds wow okay yeah um i think you mentioned earlier about moose and dreamer being um too long for you um what was too long for me was the um uh in the pre-show where they showed the the segment with uh trey and and uh ace in, in trey's gym I, I i like that they did it cinematically because i like it when they shoot angles that way yeah um but not matches so to speak um but it understandable was going, yeah it, it was going you know good and then uh all of a sudden it got too long for me but um didn't matter because they uh didn't really uh had didn't have much effect on it on the show but did they did they uh Go ahead and, and, and show like clips of that uh, in the video package leading up to the main event. I think they did, right? I yes, I believe there was a, yeah. a, a quick quick clip on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. See, I would have liked that much better, but no. Um, <laughs> the match. Oh, so the match itself, I thought was actually very good. Um, up until this point, I thought it was the match of the night. Uh, Chris Bay impressed me too. He really did. This, uh, I believe is either the first or second time I've ever seen him wrestle because I believe he was on, what was he on before? He was on uh, uh, AEW Dark or maybe... Uh, oh, man, NXT. he was on NXT, I believe. N- yes, NXT. NXT. Okay, okay. I did see him there once, I believe, but nothing compared to what I saw tonight. And I'll say this much. Um, I saw a lot of similarities between him and Shane Strickland okay um, okay uh but I'll, I'll say this much and i like strickland a lot uh or you know swerves isaiah scott whatever the hell you want to call him but um i thought chris bay was better 
<laughs> I, I I really did. I thought he had more uh, more charisma. I thought he had more. I'm not just doing cool moves, so look at me type deal. I thought he actually had some attitude. He had some some spice, you know, to it. And uh, the fact that we didn't see Johnny Swinner, I didn't think took away from it at all. Um, you know, knowing that he was with him and not knowing what was coming until the video package that he wasn't going to be there, but yet we still saw him earlier. It was It was just confusing, but yeah. It, it didn't take away from the match for me. Um, so I, I won't even mention it as far as being a negative, but uh, I thought it was very well done. Um, I, I, I didn't know what to think. I think we both picked Willie Mack to retain. Yeah, we um, did. But uh, I was I was surprised, but I wasn't like, oh, that sucks, surprise. I was like, oh, cool. All right. So they, they, they built a new star. You know, they, they give this guy the belt, see what they can go, see what he can do with it. And, you know, go from there. He seems like he has um, he has that it factor, so to speak. Um, I agree. I agree. I see you know, it. To see to see what else we can do with him. But yeah, that, I I I did enjoy it. This was one of the I'd say four matches that I really enjoyed on the night. Nice. Um. So next math it matches the North: Ethan Page and Josh Alexander against Ken Shamrock and Sully Callahan. Sammy Callahan for the tag team or sorry, impact tag team championship. Um, so I enjoyed this match out of the final four. It's the worst out of the final four. Um, I enjoyed the match, but it was sloppy as fuck. There was <laughs> moments where Shamrock looked completely lost in the ring. Um, Sammy, they just didn't look like they meshed well together. Um, it furthers my evidence that the North are the best, one of the best tag teams in the world. Because I think they did their absolute best to make this match as good as it was. And, um, you know, so, so, so the North get the win. And then obviously the Motor City, Motor City Machine Guns come out after the match and basically, you know, say, okay, well, you know, you guys haven't fought us. So we're, you know, you know we're going to get that. We're up next for the tag team belts and they schedule a match for uh, Impact uh, this past Tuesday. Um, but the match itself overall, the North and Kensha, it just, I don't know. It was, I liked the match. Like I said, um, out of the final four and I include the first match, I, I think it was the worst out of those five, but I, I didn't hate it. I just thought it was sloppy. And I thought that, like I said, there's moments where Shamrock looked just confused. Like there was one part where he, he was like looking outside. I think we look outside of the ring and he didn't go out or something. It was just awkward. I, I'd have to go back and look at it, but it just looked like he didn't know what, what was next in the script, you know? And I don't like face Callahan. I don't, he's a heel. He should be a ruthless heel. Um, Shit, there was a tiny part of me who was hoping that he was going to be one of the, one of the fi- you know, one of the mystery guy in the final match tonight, um, you know. But obviously, the, he it wasn't. But um, yeah, I don't know. You tell me, man. <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> I absolutely hated this match. I thought it was the worst match on this card, um, and that's saying a lot because I love three of the f- uh, four guys in this match. 
I think Ethan Page and Josh Alexander are amazing. I've met both of them before. Ethan Page I've met twice. He's a very nice guy. Um, Josh Alexander, very nice as well. And the North are a great tag team. Uh, they and Sammy Callahan tried their damnedest they did. to make this a good match. Yep, I agree. Uh, I don't necessarily blame them for it not being a great match. Um, I, I don't even necessarily can say I blame Ken Shamrock. I just think some people can mesh together. Some people don't. And for whatever reason, it just didn't click. Now, I agree with you. Ken Shamrock looked awful. We said earlier... Tommy Dreamer looked old. Ken Shamrock looked even older. And he is even older. He is. Uh, he is. Uh, you know, by what? Good 10, 15 years, 20 years, something like that. Oh, uh, not, not, uh, I'd have to check. I don't, it's not 20, but let me, I'll check while you're talking. All right. Yeah, because I think Shamrock's in his 50s at least. And I know Dreamer's in his, gotta be late 40s. So it's close, but, um, yeah, it, it was it was not good, and I uh, not too far off. Shamrock's oh, really? 50, 56 and Dreamer's forty nine, so not eh, crazy eh. far off. But anyway, eh, not crazy. Um, so yeah, he just yeah, I, I think I know what spot you're talking about where he looked bad. Um, cool. Um, but he, uh, real quick too, is it? Yeah. I think the issue with this is is that. The North need to be with a team that can work. You know, yeah. they they're they're great with good with even a halfway decent tag team. I don't think Sammy or I'm oh, sorry, I don't think Shamrock fits in this environment anymore. He's not his. No. His, no. He's he's not who he was in '97. You know, '98. You know, he's or '96 or whatever. All. You know, so he needs to be in a situation where he's in kind of a. Um, just like a, a brutal match, or not, not just a heart, you know, just a, fu- a, a, a what's the word I want to say? Um, like not, a, not a technical, just a, no, just a brawler match. He needs to be in a match with somebody like if he's in a match with like Moose or, or Callahan or someone that, you know, you're not sitting there, you know, expecting these amazing fucking, you know, technical and gifted wrestling moves from me, then, then you can't get behind it. Shit, even a match with him and Dreamer, I'd be okay with. But when you're putting yeah. him, when you're putting him in a match with a team like the North, and even Sammy Callahan, he he's a bruiser. You know, he has he can do things, but he's a bru. It just it doesn't not a recipe for a successful dish. No, not at all. And uh, <laughs> you say him and Moose. Well, we saw that already, and I, I was not impressed with Shamrock in that match either. No, I agree. Uh, I understand. And a lot of people were, and I was like, okay, what's the hype about? And I saw it, and I was like, why? <laughs> so I guess I should have kind of would have known what to expect with this, but because I like three of the four in this match, I wanted to see where it went, and I just, yeah, I was not a fan. Um, the uh, I think the other dynam- dynamic, too, is I agree with you that Sammy Callahan is much better heel than a babyface. I, I do not see him as a baby face at all and, and him working as a baby face against a, a heel tag team in the North, it just, it didn't click. Nope. Nope. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I like talent, but I like them in certain situations. Like you were saying, 
you know, if the North are great in an actual tag team match setting against actual real, you know, tag teams. And, you know, these guys, Sammy and, and Ken, were not. And they did tease a little bit of dissension a couple times during the match, especially at the end with the finish where Shamrock kicked Callahan, but nothing ever came of it. No. Like, so it was just like, okay, that was weird. Why? What's the point? And then the machine guns come out and challenge him for the belts. And, you know, we'll get to impact with, with that match with our review on that. But I know I mentioned in the preview show that I was really wanting to see space uh, pirates uh, come in and, um, you know, be the next challengers for the North. But obviously I got the machine guns instead. And I'll be honest with you, for, like I was saying earlier, from a history standpoint, if I can't have beer money, I'd rather, I, you know, I, I want the machine guns. And if they're going down that road with history, it makes sense. You know, Space Pirates, brand new team. Nobody knows who the fuck they are. So, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, I mean, worst match on the card for me. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys, we're going to be taking a quick break. I'm going to send a commercial out for Anchor. Uh, so just keep on listening and listen to our, uh, our, our Anchor commercial. Yeah, we'll be back. Welcome back. Uh, thanks. And that was not a technical difficulty. We just wanted to give a little commercial for Anchor because – Anchor's been so good to us, and we appreciate it. Yes, we do. Thank you, Anchor, big time. You would, we would not be where we are today without you. Yes, definitely. And, and you, you go. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we talked about the tag match. What's next? Um. So next, this is, this is going to be – now, this is the one – I'm going to say this. <laughs> and we obviously have our own opinions. This match to me is match of the night. Now, I love this match. Diana Peraza against Jordan Grace for the Knockout Championship, and it was a hard hitting match. Physical, Sh- really showed. It really impressed me with Jordan Grace. I fucking love Diana Peraza. I wish she was still in the WWE. God, they wasted her. Um. Deanna gets the win, making Jordan uh, submit, which is, I think, perfect for Deanna to get that. To, to have that over her head is just fucking great. Um, first match back, and she's in, in, in impact, and she's a knockouts champion. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was what they needed to do. It was a good long match. It was physical. It, it was back and forth. It showed both of her strengths. Um, you know, it, it was... In the ending, submitting Jordan Grace. I mean, this is that's a huge win, you know. That it really is. And, and you know, it's one of these matches I wish there was fans for because I think the fucking crowd would have really made this match 500 times better. And it was already great. Um, I loved it though, man. I thought it was match of the night, honestly. I Deanna's a star, she's a fucking star, and it's a steal for impact. It is a steal having her now on this roster. I I wish AEW would have jumped on her. I really do. Um, I don't know. I I think she would have been great in AEW with 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 those with like Penelope and even Nyla. I think she would have been great in the ring with Nyla because of her size too. It's. I was very happy with this match. I don't know how you felt. Uh, please tell me. But I was very happy with this match, man. I this is match of the night to me, man. What well, do you think? I'll... I'll start with the positives. <laughs> okay. Uh, I agree with you that 
H missed the boat with her in NXT for sure, big time. Uh, she never got a fair shot. Um, she is very good. She is a star, and having her win the belt was the right call. Having her win the belt by submission with a what was it a double? Uh, oh God, it was brutal. What was it? A double? Uh, oh, it was um, armbar. Call it. Yeah, maybe double, double something or a double. Yeah, it was. It was brutal. It was good. I I, I enjoyed that a lot. Um. Now, <laughs> the negatives. So the way that they set this match up, right? Yeah. They didn't care for each other. They had this, you know, it's not a respect thing. They're not like, you know, technical wrestlers, blah, 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 whatever. The way the match started, completely not what it should have been. It should have been hard hitting from the get go. It should have been blood feud. It should have been, we despise each other. Let's just beat the shit out of each other, whatever. It, it was very slow to start with. It was very boring to me to start with. They got better towards the end, and I liked the physicality towards the end. And like I said, I love the finish. But just from the get-go, I'm just like, what? This doesn't make sense. I mean, they even showed the, the, the busted open stuff, you know, when, when Jordan was cussing up a storm and everything. And, and I did, you know, I did hear that. You know, um, not live, but I heard it. You know, on tape when it happened. Um, so I, I, I just didn't care for that. Uh, Jordan Grace, I think it looked like she got a haircut. Um, I, I, I like her, um, but for whatever reason, I don't see her in like a, a championship main event picture. Granted, she was basically uh, a stepping stone, you know, for them to get the belt to the next person and that next person ended up being Deanna. But it also kind of makes me think, and granted, Deanna as a heel works better, so, you know, they couldn't really do Deanna and, and Taya, at least not at that point and not yet. Maybe eventually if Taya turns face for some reason. But... Um, I don't know, man. I, I just it, it was, there was some off about it to me. Like like the ending. Like I said, I loved it. Uh, I, I I did enjoy when it did finally become physical, and I did enjoy when uh, Deanna got the win. Um, I also first time seeing her in an Impact ring too. So I believe she you know had matches you know back in the day uh, on there on TNA or Impact, whatever the company was back then, but. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, other than that, though, I, I know we mentioned earlier about um, the roster, the women's roster for Impact being better than AEW. It definitely is deeper. Um, I would even go as far as saying it's deeper than Raw SmackDown and NXT, to be honest with you. But It, prob- it probably is. Um, as far as the characters being out there, yeah. You know, there's something that they have to do with with that whole thing to make them, you know, fit better. But I, I would love to take the roster of Impact and move it to NXT or Raw or SmackDown or, 
uh, or even or AEW, you know, and, and just see what they could do in that format. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm happy for Deanna. I, like I said, I love the match at the end. I, I love the that finisher. I, I thought it was great. I just I did not care for the fact that it that, that they set the tone at the beginning and it just it, it put a sour taste in my mouth pretty much for the entire match. I probably should go back and watch it again, um, which I probably will at some point. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't have issues with the finish. I didn't have issues with uh, you know Deanna going over. It was just like I said, the way it started just did not sit well with me. So. Now we get to the fatal four way, or is it? Or is it a fatal four way? <laughs> or um, is it? <laughs> now, I should have knew that. I should have known this was going to happen because. Yeah. So, so this match was originally supposed to be a five way elimination match between Eddie Edwards, Ace Austin, Trey Manuel, and uh, sorry, Trey, Trey Miguel and um, Michael Elgin and Tessa Blanchard. Elgin obviously got eliminated from the match due to the, you know, sexual pedophile charges or, you know, um, accusations, 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 sorry. And then Tessa obviously got um, eliminated from the match due to the contract, not resigning and not returning the bell and not getting the one-off match and all that nonsense. So they were advertising this as who is the fourth mystery man going to be. Then it ends up being a five-way elimination match. Now they tease earlier in the night that Rich Swan is coming back from injury soon. He's got he's in his yeah. um his crutches. um crutches, and Rich Swan comes out perfectly healthy. Now, Wait, first before off, you, before yeah. you continue, was that the WTF text you sent me that night? Because <laughs> I think uh, it was around the same time, from what I remember. <laughs> It was towards the end. Towards no, the end of that no, time. It, no. It, oh no! It, it was the next competitor. Ah, okay. Uh, okay, okay. So, for, well, this this is, I guess, part of it too. Um, I saw Rich Swan come out, and I'm like, oh no, that's my first response. Nothing against nothing against Rich Swan, but first he comes yeah. out, and then I'm like, okay, something's got to happen here. No, actually, no, I'm sorry. It was the what the fuck text I sent you because ah, as, that's as, what I thought. At that's first, thought. I'm like, this is the fourth guy. Like, mm-hmm. okay. I thought, the, I thought the same thing. I and then the, the exact fifth, same thing. And then music hits. And at first, I'm like, EC3, EC3. And then it ends up being Eric Young. Mm-hmm. Okay. R- <laughs> remind me, at, at, when we're done with Impact after Slammiversary, I want to bring up something about Eric Young. Okay. Um, I'm not upset about Eric Young. I think Eric Young's, you know, in his own right, somewhat a legend from, you know, TNA and Impact. He's done a lot in, in that company. He got wasted in WWE, obviously. I, even though I thought Sanity was great, they just didn't do anything with him. Um, Rich Swan is the one I have an issue with. <laughs> he's not a, he, a top-level star to me. And he's not there. He might be maybe one day. He's not yet. And as soon as he came out, I was like, you have Trey already who's not here yet. And now you have Rich Swan. And I'm thinking to myself, you could have put Sammy Callahan in, the, in this moment. You could have put Heath in this moment. Um, so right off the bat, I'm like, oh, Christ. Now what's going to happen? And first I'm thinking to myself, they're going to put this fucking belt on Rich Swan. I Fucking, they better not. Anyway, the match starts. Good match. 
I thought overall. I didn't think it was anything spectacular. Um, it had a lot. Of, it was. It was. It had some spots. You know, I don't want to say it was a spot fest, but it had some, a lot of spots. Um, it was sloppy though. You know, there wasn't a ton of chemistry between these guys, which I I understand a little bit. Um, Trey's the first one eliminated by Ace Austin, um, which I, I figured, uh, but didn't expect Trey to last in this match. I uh, didn't think he was going to be, I thought he was going to be the first one eliminated regardless of who the fourth or fifth guy was. So that, that made I, sense to me. What? Actually, he, he got eliminated by Eric, EY. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Eric Young. But didn't Ace Austin hit him with something and then that led to Eric Young? Probably. Okay, I think that's what happened. I don't remember. <laughs> but, um, yes, but yeah, you're correct, Eric Young. So then um, Eric Young gets eliminated by Rich Swan, which causes Eric Young to snap and destroy Rich Swan's leg, which he just apparently came back from injury from, and then sets up basically uh, Ace Austin eliminating Rich Swan, and then well, here we are, Ace Austin and Eddie Edwards. And I'm excited. I'm like, here we go. Um, it, it got to a point for me when, and I'm not just saying this because of who actually won the match, but um, it got to a point to me when I realized who the five guys were in this match. I said to myself, I think Eddie Edwards is the smart call. And I still stick by my side, and I'll tell you why. Um, I love Ace Austin. I think he's got major potential. There was a moment when they did the entrance with um, uh, Madman. I just had, like, deja vu of Diesel and HBK doing the same type of pose. And I'm like, yep, yep, I see it. Um, I think as of right now, and I see what Impact is trying to do. Bring back Motor, Mach- Motor City Machine Guns or bringing back a couple other guys we'll, we'll get to later on in this match. Um, you know, bringing in some guys, you know, trying to establish themselves. I think they need to put the belt on one of their known stars. And I think Eddie Edwards is kind of that lovable hero in Impact. You want to see him win. You want to see him succeed. He kind of gets fucked over a lot. He gets the injuries. He, you know, he's been kind of, he's had that one title reign and he's had these feuds and, you know, it's like, you want to see Eddie win. Eddie wins. I was shocked at first because I really thought for a second Ace was going to do this, but I will, and I will say this. I really, when this match started, I said to myself, looking at the cast of characters in there, um, I think Austin needs to pack on some more pounds. And I, th- and I, and I think that's what did it for me. He's, he's too thin right now. To, 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 and I don't mean in the bad thing, but he's too thin right now in reality to have to go up against some of the big, the heavyweights in, in this division. And, and I think that's what did it for me with him. I was happy to see Eddie win this man. It, it felt good. Like, you know, like, you know, when you see someone winning, you're like, you're just sitting there, you're like, God, it felt good. It fucking felt good, man. I, I, I said you. I, I told you I went to um, Impact after Impact.com and order a shirt. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to tell you what the shirt was because it would have ruined it. But it was a Slammiversary. Uh, it was the Eddie Edwards uh, Champion Slammiversary shirt, and I was like, I, I gotta get uh, this. Gotcha. So I love it. And then Madman comes out and obviously about to um, attack 
Wait, no. Wait, was he out already? I think he or they, he, he come back out, Madman. I think he came back out. Came back out. Yeah. Came back out. It was about to attack Eddie, and then here are the Good Brothers <laughs> coming to save the day. And man, it's good to see Carl Anderson and and Doc Ellos, even though he's calling me the big big LG. Um, apparently, um, even though his shirts say Doc Ellos, I don't understand it. Um, they come out. They hit the uh, was the uh, magic killer on uh, Ace. Ace, yes, Ace. Um, good to fucking see them, man. And they they kind of aligning themselves with with Eddie to an extent, at least at the end of the match. And then being faces, I was like, okay, I dig it. You know, like I dig it. Um, but yeah, man, you know, it, it didn't live up. The match itself didn't live up to my expectations as I was hoping for. I was exp- I was hoping for at least two better names um, than wh- who it was. I wasn't upset with Eric Young. I was upset with Rich Swan. Um, I'm happy about who won. If it was Austin or Eddie, I would have been happy regardless. But I, I was actually – I think it makes sense direction-wise to go with Eddie. Um, and you find out, you know, why with Austin, obviously, on Impact, you know, their direction. Um, but, yeah, I mean, and then uh, we'll get to the final clip after – but yeah. give me your thoughts on everything that I, that, that I, I was talking about. <laughs> All right. So um, they do the introductions. Everybody comes out, you know, do some thing. And then all of a sudden here comes Rich Swan, And I'm like, um, okay, that's kind of surprising. And then all of a sudden the match is going to start. We, you said we hear the music and it's EY. I'm like, oh. before EY though, when, when Swan came out, the first thing that popped in my mind was, huh? Well, I guess the former world champion they teased that was coming back was Chris Saban because up to that point, he was the only one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so then EY comes out, you know, like does cuts this little promo, and I'm like, wow, I haven't seen EY in a while. He looks old, and he does look old, but he needs to grow some hair. However, uh, maybe he doesn't because maybe the old crazy EY look is is okay. You know, I mean, I like the bearded face, the hair on the head, whatever. But you know, whatever. Um. I agree with you about sanity. Uh, I think that they were over big time in uh, NXT. And another thing, I don't know if you caught this, but with EY out there, with Man Man Fulton out there, that's two of the original members of sanity right there. And I thought to myself, wow, yeah, huh, interesting. Uh, but, you know, whatever. He, uh, He's, you know, they, they didn't have any interaction, so it was what it was. But, um, yeah, I, I can't figure out for the life of me why Vince missed the boat with Sanity because he had a gold mine with that stable. He really did, and he completely fucked it up. So. You know, he tends to stare and I think this has a lot to do with the PG era, and he tends to stay away from those groups that are borderline – crazy borderline which doesn't make sense because of the fiend um and that's been my 
and and the Monday Night Messiah now, but yeah, yeah, and, and that's been my concern with Killer Cross is that he's a little too edgy maybe for some shit, but I don't think that's going to be an issue now with how everything else is. But um, I think that was the issue with Sanity. Yeah, probably it's just stupid, but whatever. Anyway, so back to the match. Um, I'll be honest with you. To me, this was the match of the night. Uh, Willie and and um, Chris Bay w- was awesome, but this to me, seeing the star part, and, and I wasn't, I wasn't pissed that Rich Swan was in there. I'm glad that he got the. Sp- Obviously, he's not ready to be a champion yet, but he's a guy that they were kind of, sort of building and grooming before he got hurt anyway, even though he was doing the tag team thing with, with Willie, but even before that, um, you know, he was in the world title picture with Elgin and Tessa and, you know, the, the gauntlet match even when Brian Cage was still there. Um, so, you know, he had some ties to it. So from a booking standpoint, from a history, from a continuity standpoint, it makes kind of made sense who was based on who was left because we didn't have Elgin, we didn't have Tessa, and you know Trey and and uh, Ace I thought kind of canceled each other out, even though Ace was kind of in the mix a little, and I guess Trey was too, but they had their own feud. Uh, and then Eddie obviously you know was still there, and then okay Swan, and then oh Ewa okay he's the new he's the former world champ. All right, cool. Um, seeing Trey get eliminated by I mean, yeah, maybe Ace had a little help in, in dealing with it, but the fact that he got eliminated by somebody other than Ace kind of just, I don't know, that was, like, weird to me, but like, all right, whatever, he's out. You know, and then Swan with the upset on EY, I was like, whoa, okay. And then he, EY snaps and beats the shit out of Swan, beats, you know, cripples him again. And I thought that part was good. I thought it was it was really good to establish a new heel uh with EY, because, uh, you know, I mean, EY was an impact hero, but at the same time, he also was a villain, you know, before, and, and it made sense. Yeah. Um, plus, it, it also build, it, it, it's, it builds a story ready-made with Swan and, and EY, ready-made feud. So, that, I mean, that'll be, that'll be good. Um you know, and EY goes away, and then I'm, I'm thinking to myself, oh, Swan's going to come back and win this, isn't he? And then Ace, be, you know, eliminates him. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then it comes down to Ace and Eddie. And I'll be honest with you, I thought that was perfect for two reasons. The whole time, I'm thinking Ace and Trey have their little feud thing, right? Because they did. But I forgot that before that, was Ace and Eddie. Yep. With the whole Alicia thing. And that's really kind of what Ace's first um, major feud was after he won that exhibition title, right? I think. I believe so, but that's what kind of got the ground off and running for him. Yeah, exactly. And and, and they never really kind of finished it. I mean, Eddie beat the shit out of him in a hotel room and then he went you know, slept with his wife on camera or whatever, and that was it, it as far as I remember what their the end of their feud was. So seeing this, it made sense. And this is why it was the match of the night for me. It wasn't necessarily because of the in-ring as much as it was the booking and the psychology. And the thing that I don't want to say saved the pay-per-view for me, but it, it made it go, okay, that, that was cool. You know, um, I'll get to the Good Brothers stuff in a minute, but... Um, 
it just made sense. If you, if you can't have Elgin, you can't have Tessa, you know, Eddie and Ace. Okay. And again, I agree with you. It makes sense for it to be Eddie. Uh, he's the last one left. And, and, and much aligned in the same that I said about Moose being the guy, Eddie has also been the guy that's yep. been there with Impact since he signed. Yes, and he has. Seeing all the old footage during the highlight packages, and I think on Impact they showed the match with him and Lashley when he won the first title. I forgot I forgot even that he beat Lashley for that. And Lashley, and we'll get to it in a minute, but did he look a lot thinner back then to you, or is Lash- that just me? He wasn't as bulked up. Yeah, not as much at all. He's very skinny in the in the stomach too. But uh, just but just you know, you know. Oh man, I I, I hated that stupid wolf uh, claw thing on the on the chest that him and Davy had. Oh but yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so annoying. But but going back to that and just seeing all the old footage of that, it's like wow, yeah. I mean, it made sense for it to be Eddie. He's the only one left. I will say this much. Um, how it went down, it was fine, whatever. You want the good guy to win, the hero to win, and the pay-per-view like that, new champion, crown, blah, blah, blah. Ace will get his time. He's he's only 23. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll I mean, people are already comparing him to AJ, which is insane to me because he's good, but I don't think he's that good yet, but we'll see. Um, I, the, the one thing I kept thinking throughout this entire match, though, was... Isn't it a damn shame that Tessa's not here to drop this belt? Yeah. You know, it, it really is. And, and you can blame Impact. You can blame her. You can blame both of them. At the end of the day, they made a business decision. She made a personal decision for herself, which also, I guess, is partially a business decision. And this is where we're at. Part of me also kept thinking in the back of my head, Will she ever come back to this company one day? And I really don't think so. But we'll see. I will say this real quick um, about Tessa. I think she would have been obviously if she was in there, there wouldn't be Rich Swan, is my in my opinion. It still would have been Eric Young. The thing with her is, if she was in this match, she would almost have to be the first or second one eliminated because if it came if it came down to her and Eddie or her and Austin, you know who's winning. And I think that would have ruined it. I think because you, you know, she's yeah. not staying. I think it would have had to been, she had to be the first or second one eliminated. And I think that would have been a good send off for her, in my opinion. But um, anyway, continue. Unless she was staying, but they wanted to get the belt off of her anyway. Maybe. I know. I'm, I, I know I'm doing fantasy booking here, but if they, <laughs> if, if that was the case, you know, maybe it would still be obvious, but maybe it wouldn't. But at that point, I don't know. Do you put Ace Austin over her or? I think it was going to be Eddie to begin with, I think. Actually, I won't say that. I actually, at the outcome of this match, I actually, with Eddie winning, I said to myself, Elgin was winning this. Mm. That, that, that's kind of where I got this from. I was like, Elgin's winning this. And then Eddie and Elgin are feuding for this title. That, that that's what I that's why I instantly thought when Eddie won this, and I'm like, okay, I could be wrong, but that's where I think that was this was going to go. I actually think Tessa was going to be. I think Trey was going to be eliminated regardless first, but I think Tessa probably would have been. Probably. I think Tessa probably would have been second. I honestly, yeah. I honestly do, because it because it, it, it was a shocker. It, it would have been a shocker, or yeah, or you did it where. If, let's just say there was the original five. 
or you do it where Elgin eliminates Eddie second or first or something like that, which will make the feud between them make sense more yeah. so because they were feuding anyway. I think that's a possibility. But regardless, he wasn't in this, and here we are. Yeah, I think that uh, I think it would have made for an interesting story if it came down to Tessa and Ace and then Ace pinned Tessa. Yeah. Kind of in the same sense of, well, Ace is the one guy that she can't beat in the big match since he beat, well, he didn't pin her, but, you know, the latter match for the X Division title here at Pound for Glory. Yeah. And then it would have been Slammiversary too. Isn't it weird to think that it was only just a few short six months ago when she first won that belt from Sammy Callahan at the beginning of this year, when we were thinking, ah, man, it's too soon. We want to see it at Bound for Glory. Now, here we are. The last event of the year for them, Bound for Glory, is coming in October. And Sammy seems like he's no longer in the the title picture, maybe on his way out. And she's already out. (laughs) So is that, like, weird? This this year has been so fucking weird all in general but well we'll see what happens with, so with sammy in the next couple months but his contract is up in december so it's a possibility he's just kind of coasting along here until you know the end of his contract runs out you know and he yeah. we'll see where he go it'd be hard for me here's my thing about sammy callahan he's developed himself into a star on impact um, he's, he's a known commodity now in the wrestling business. I think it's time for him to move on and do something bigger. Um, yeah. I don't think he'd go to WWE again because I think he no. realized he got wasted there with Solomon Crow or whatever. But, um, I think, I think AEW is definitely where he'll end up at some point down the line. Um, similar to Brian Cage. You know how Brian Cage ended up there, um, obviously, but I can see it unless something happens over the next five or six months. But now with all this influx of talent, I don't see Sammy getting involved in the in the heavyweight championship picture anytime soon. Um, yeah. So, and because you got to figure, hey, well, let me say this real quick because I think at the end of the show, and I'll, I'll let you get back to yourself in a second. At the end of the show, they show a vignette that EC3 is in fact back home and impact basically uh mm-hmm. now i think bound for glory is going to end up being ec3 and eddie edwards in some way shape or form um so with that being said that's in october i think it said or september i think october it said october um yeah. so i don't see callahan being involved there by the end of the year so that's why i think he's he's on his way out but um yeah. finish your stuff and then i'll tell you my opinion about ec3 but yeah yeah. All right. So, feel good moment at the end, you know, but Eddie wins. And then Madman Fulton comes out, him and Ace are beating down Eddie. And all of a sudden, we get this music and we see on the uh, Anthem Tron, I guess you could call it, or whatever the hell the name of the company is, uh, that owns Impact, uh, the Good Brothers logo. But before we see the name, or, or after we see the name, we see the same uh, picture logo that they used in the WWE with the OC. 
with the skeleton with the swords and everything and i'm like huh that's interesting i didn't know that they owned that but apparently they do because <laughs> it's now an impact we see them come down they look good they're wearing the shirts it's it's good to hear uh carl anderson being able to be called the machine gun carl anderson again and as far as gallows goes yeah he was, he was called Doc Gallows when he was in Impact initially, and he was Doc Gallows when he was in New Japan. Uh, you know, I mean, his name is Luke, but, you know, L, LG probably, you know, whatever. And then, you know, Doc LG Gallows, you know, that's fine. I, I like it. It's it's the original, and he doesn't have the stupid face paint, even though he did have that in New Japan, but whatever. Good to see him come down. They tease that they were going to beat up Eddie, and then they don't, and they beat up Ace, and, you know, whatever, their faces, and you know, happy-go-lucky show's over. Then they show the EC3 promo, and that's the end of the show. So before you get to the EC3, I'm going to give you my thoughts on that, too. The thing about the Good Brothers is is this, and and this goes back to how I felt about Heath Slater, to a point. This company, and when I say this company, I mean Impact slash TNA slash NWA TNA. From its inception, Every single time they have a new top guy coming into their company or top guys, whatever, it's always at the end to help the new champ out or to help another established star out, like joining them. Kind of not in the same sense that they have any past history whatsoever, but trying to force something new. They did that with Angle and Joe. Granted, I get why they did it with Angle and Joe, but still. Uh, they've done it other couple times, too, but I forgot with who at this point. But that was the main thing that came to mind when I saw this. It's not that I don't like seeing them as faces, because it is cool. It's good to hear them talk, good to hear them there. You know, good to see them. They look happy. They're, they're you know, whatever. And it's good. I just have something about it. that It's, like it's, it's the same old tired format that this company has been using. The same complaint I have with WWE, it's a different type of format, but it's still the same format. It's like a soft reboot with different names, but the same you know, the same uh, formula, so to speak. And that was where my disappointment lies in. Also, the fact that we they waited till the absolute very end to see the biggest name, in my opinion, based off of past history with the company as an EC3, show up and just throw a glass against the wall and you see the three thing and it is what it is. Granted, I'm happy he's back, but, you know, we'll get to impact. We see what happens there. We know, we know what's next with that. But uh, in the meantime... You know, you had this, and it's great to see them, and this, that, and the other. And you know, it, it's it's just with the Good Brothers they're hugging Eddie like they're his long lost buddy or something. It's like, to my knowledge, they've never had any interactions in this business before. You know, I mean, I don't think the Wolves ever wrestled uh, back in in Carl in Japan. I know they they probably I don't think they ever did in in Reign of Honor because I think the Wolves were in TNA at that point. But I don't know. It's just it, it just seemed very forced to me and I, I didn't hate it hate it it was just one of those scenes where it's like oh man I'm disappointed because I really thought hearing all these names coming back it was really going to be a reset and it was really going to be like okay we're going to you know 
have all these names come in and we're going to show like that they're something other than you know whatever like Heath same example you know it, it just it didn't seem any different to me and it just I don't know I, I just didn't there's something about it just disappointed me so um I I understand I mean I I, I get your reasoning behind it and it's definitely a valid valid reason um and these fuckers uh, teased me and I bought it with aces and eights. My they favorite did. fucking group of all time. Bully Ray, my fucking favorite guy of all time. They fucking teased me and they got me. Fuck you, Impact. <laughs> well, I still don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility yet. I, I still, yeah, I, think, I, I still think there's something looming with aces and eights, but we'll see. We'll see in the next you know month or so. But um, the EC3 thing at the end, you know, I will say this. When he didn't appear at first and everything, I'm thinking to myself, yes, he's going to AEW. That's yeah. kind of my reaction at first. Then and then he appeared, and I'm like, okay, fine. I get the ending. It was cool. You know, I wish he was there. Um, but I understand, you know, as to why. Um, I think it's the smartest move for them. I think he's, you know, he's money. And if he's given the ability to be money, he can succeed. He just hasn't been given those. He wasn't given those keys in WWE. Um, so we'll see, you know, where they go with, with him. We obviously know kind of now. Um, well, well, here's my question in regards to that. I know you said also you think him and Eddie are bound for glory. Yeah. Do we know, has he officially signed a contract with them or is he like, I, appearance deal? yeah, I don't know the, the exact deals of, of his, his, um, his contract, whether yeah, he has one or not, because, but because like, he did mention something that impact was not his home, right? Yeah. Is that part of the I mean, it, it could thing? be part of the storyline. Cause it seems like they're definitely keeping that, that, you know, control your narrative, um, gimmick that he's got so we'll see but um i think he's i think he's resigned personally but um which is if he if he if he doesn't i i could see him sorry no no you're fine i I, I could i i could see him doing this being there all of kind of the same way cody came in for a cup of coffee and then moves on it's you know possible that he he came back just for maybe one last good dance yeah, per se, and then and then move on to AEW. Yeah, it, it's po- <laughs> it's possible. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, I, I mean, I don't want to break down completely of impact of of, of impacts because I don't think we need to break yeah. down the whole thing, but we can just kind of give the, the the important rundown. So, um, they, you know, the Good Brothers come out. They set up. You know, then uh, full Fulton. Well, they did. They, what's up? They did the re- they did the rematch first, right, with Willie and. Uh, oh yeah, I I, I just was I really kind of wasn't going in order, but that's fine. Yeah, they do the rematch with well, with with Bay and Mac. Yeah, the the only reason I wanted to bring that up well, for two reasons: one, because the backstage vignette with with Bay later on, which I thought was cool, which also led to me doing the comparison with him and Strickland, but uh, the match itself, I think it was shorter than their Bump for Glory match. It was. It was. Yeah, I was not a fan of the rematch, to be honest. No, I it was glory much better. It lacked the um the the the, the, the that good match feel, and it also it I thought it was too short for a rematch. I thought they could have held us off for a little bit and built it up a little bit more, but um, it was it's fine. Like they're 
shoving Willie Mac out the door to do something else. Maybe, maybe he's taking some time off. It's possible, but um, you know, yeah. it, it it was fine. It wasn't anything great. The show did kick off though with the EC3 doing his pre-tape vignette, and he, you know, he said, "Tonight I'm living in this moment here, and you, you've been warm." He ended the promo, obviously. I mean, I mean he, yeah. sorry, he ended the promo. Um, and then um, so that was that. But yeah, the match is all right. I mean, eh, it was, it was, it is what it is. Um. Yeah, so yeah, so then the Good Brothers, you know, they make their appearance in the Impact Zone, and they um, are joined by Austin and Fulton, and you know they um, sneak attack the Good Brothers, but they uh, they what's sorry they tried to sneak attack the Good Brothers, but they cleared the ring and then stood tall to close out the segment. So they're setting up obviously the Good Brothers and Austin and Fulton, which I guess is good because it. You know, it's giving the attention to Austin and Fulton still, and it's you know it's keeping Austin in kind of the main event scene, you know, and putting them in a good match with you know two popular veterans, and I think it could be a very good match. Um, the reason I don't like it is, is I feel like the Good Brothers got to get over in this, and I don't, and I don't know if it's great for Fulton and Austin to to lose. We'll see what happens with it, but. So that's my only issue with them feuding with them now, but I think it's good for both sides. I don't know. What are your thoughts? So here's my thing. And this kind of goes back to me being disappointed in the same old tired formula. I don't like seeing a tag team, especially a tag team coming from where they came from, not being appreciated and not being in feuds with real tag teams. Granted, you don't want to, debut somebody and have them go for the gold right away. I get it. Um, you know, Motor City Machine Guns is a separate issue because they are former champs of the company anyway. But with Doc and Carl, it's like, okay, you put them in a feud with a guy who they're pushing to be their next single star and his bodyguard. They're not really a tag team. So it's like, eh, all right, yeah, the match will be good. Yeah, it's good to see him still in somewhat of a main event picture after he lost to Eddie with Ace. But again, I agree with you. I mean, who's going to, who's going over and, um, you know, you want the good brothers to lose their first match. I mean, okay. Um, granted their first match, I think is going to be against Reno scum there next week. Um, right. We'll get to that uh, in a minute, but, um, you know what I mean? Their first made few, whatever for probably whatever it is, but, um, could this lead to Ace and Madman breakup? I mean, I guess. I think it's know, too soon that for way. that, but we'll we'll see. It, it might it might be, but you know, we'll see. Like you said, we'll see. Yeah, then they they did the segment in the back later on when they were leaving, and that's when Reno Scum came in. And by the way, did uh did it not the guy with the uh, the mohawk, but the other guy of Reno Scum? He looked different. Did he had growing out his hair or something, dyeing it blonde or. Oh, uh, I don't. Maybe I didn't pay enough attention to that, but I mean, maybe, maybe. I thought it was Jake Chris for a second. I was like, "What the hell?" No, no, yeah, yeah. but, but yeah, that yeah, we'll see, man, we'll see. But um, what else did you got with with Impact? So there was the the women's tag match, which I, I don't think really was anything to really need to break down. Um, what was it again? It Tasha was and Tasha and uh, Hogan against Havoc and Nevea. It was fine. It was nothing. Oh yeah. Then they did um, Rhino and Hernandez, which is weird. Rhino won in 
Dude, Hernandez looks so weird with that stash. Yeah, yeah. They've had their just stupid feud now for a couple weeks, and it's just I don't like. They're just. I forgot he was still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's honestly. Um, and then we get to Eddie Edwards, and he addresses his championship victory. Um, you know, he said it's his goal to be a champion and a fighting champion, and I, you know, I'm happy about this because he says he wants to defend it weekly. I thought it was kind of a jab, a little jab at AEW, but no, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing overboard. But it's kind of cool now to see the Impact title defended weekly. Um, we'll get to who his opponent is next week in a little bit, but um, he is oh. I forgot to mention because I did say it earlier, and I'm sorry about that. But no. on the uh, uh, <laughs> no, no, um, on the uh, the pay per view, I know I alluded to uh, uh, Josh and, and uh, uh, Don uh, talking, taking shots at WWE. I think it was after Heath. Uh, oh yeah! Promo. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he's finally free from the Stanford jail. And, yes. And yes. I think Don said, yeah, you and I did our time there, too, young man, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that was... I, I, I popped. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I was like, very nice, very nice. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, the, the commentary, I will say, with Josh and, and his wife, uh, Madison, was kind of funny, but it got annoying after a while when they kept taking jabs at each other and stuff like that. But because we know they're not being serious or you know play fighting, because everybody knows they're married. But yeah, um, so but yeah, I mean, I, it made me like she was okay, but it made me miss Don. But I miss Don in New Japan too. Him and Kelly Kelly, I swear to God, Kevin Kelly Kelly, Kelly Kevin Kelly, Kevin Kelly yeah. I said Kelly, eh, Kelly Kelly Kelly, give me a chair. But anyway, all right, go on. <laughs> so um, Eddie is eventually uh, interrupted by the world class maniac Eric Young, um, <laughs> and then he's criticized, you know, for how he attacked or Edwards criticized the Young for how he attacks Rich Swan at anniversary, and. You know, said that you know Eric Young deserves a world class ass kicking, and this leads to a, a, a quick little brawl outside the ring. Um, it, it's good. I think it's good to throw Eric Young and Eddie Edwards because you know it's somebody that you know is credible, but you don't see him beating Eric Edwards, so it, it, it makes sense. You don't want to throw a big name at Eddie yet, and I think that's and no. and, and, and that's smart. Um, he does set up a match. He's backstage at, 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 later on, but he sets up a match. Uh. Trey says, you know, he wants his one-on-one match for the title, and they set that up for this upcoming um, Impact. It'll be uh, Eddie Edwards against Trey for the Impact Championship. It's good. I, What's up? I, I believe they're going to do they, – they, they do like a special a month, right? Don't they until they have pay-per-views? I believe, yes. Not like, like, the, like a special Impact episode. So August is what usually – I don't know if they Art have justice. Maybe I, if they, I don't know if they. Yeah, that sounds about right. And then September would be no surrender, right? I think usually. Uh, it's, yes, I think that sounds yeah. about right. All right, so one of those two. We'll get at, we'll, we'll get Eddie be, and Eric Young. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I w- I was thinking maybe September, but if they're doing one in August, it'll probably be August. But um. You know, but, yeah. this is good because it gets Trey, you know, his one-on-one match. And then you can kind of get Trey out of the main event picture for a little bit, which is, I think it, it, it makes sense. Um, yeah, I agree. So then you get TNA championship match, Falaba, <laughs> against oh. Moose. Um, yeah, I forgot that Falaba was even there. Yep. TJP, too. And I was like, hey, there he is. He's lost a lot of weight, too. Man. He does. And TJP looks pretty good, too. They both look like, like, the, yeah. like they're doing pretty good. But, um... 
Right, they do. This, you know, this this match was whatever. It wasn't anything great, but uh, it was. Um, anyway, after the match, now this, I, I popped, but I was a little annoyed that felt it felt rushed and it felt kind of anticlimactic. But EC3 appeared in the ring, and he kind of does a weird thing where he pulls. Yeah, it, it, it's a reverse DDT, but he the way he did it, it just looked like he was like staring at. Moose in an odd way, and then he drops him, and then he and then he just kind of leaves throughout the stands. But um, wasn't that his his finisher before the one percent he called it or whatever? Yeah, I believe so. Yes, but uh, it's just the just the way it like was. Ambrose Ambrose's old dirty deeds. Yes. before he turned it into a DDT, which is more reasons I wanted EC3. I didn't anyway, but um, <laughs> yeah. regardless of that, um, it, it was just a weird. Uh, I thought they could have did this better, but it's it, they're obviously setting up EC3 and Moose at whatever, like you said, next big show will be. Um, you know, it, it was cool to see EC3 in the ring, and it was just good to see him back in general. But um, I wasn't thrilled with the whole way they went about it at the end. I went out of what do you think? Oh, I agree. It, it ties into to how I said before, but I mean they have history, so whatever. But you know, I don't know. I mean, it's we'll see what happens. I I, I think maybe maybe he wins that belt for Moose. I, I don't know. Maybe not. Um, you know, if he does, then it, I definitely could see it leading to him and Eddie unifying those belts at Bound for Glory. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was fine. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It just was there. Um, I did. Um, I do have something when we're done. Before I touch on the the EY stuff, I have something about the Good Brothers too. But okay, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was what it was. So then uh, we get to the main event of the evening. Well, there there oh, there, there is obviously the parking lot. Yeah, you you mentioned it briefly, but the good. But not only that, we have. TNA or Impact's version of Wrestling House or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, they tease Wrestle House with uh, a couple of with Taya, Rosemary, Josh Matthews, and Madison Rain. I will. Yeah, there's so many people they put in there. Like like AC Romero looks like he lost weight too. Yeah, and then who was that guy with him though? He it was the only guy I didn't quite know who he was. I'm not sure. I'd have to look. I, I, yeah. I have to go back. But yeah, that that should be interesting. The, the crazy Steve was kind of funny. That, yeah. Uh, did you know he's legally blind? That's crazy. No, I did not. Yeah, I did not either. I heard that on uh, Busted Open, actually. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. But there, that, That's okay. Was one that? of the first times I've heard him talk, I think, was during that segment. <laughs> there was a quick uh, parking lot brawl between the Good Brothers. They're walking out, and uh, mm-hmm. Fulton Ace Austin drive past, and then they are attacked by Reno Scum, and that sets up a match next week for the Good Brothers' first match in Impact against Reno Scum. So, and they did have the pull apart in the back with Deanna and Kylie Smiley Ray too. Oh yes, yes, that was another. Yeah, that's pretty brief, but uh, yeah, Deanna is uh, fighting Kimberly next week. Um, yeah, also, so as real quick, next week is Kimberly against Diana, it'll be Trey against Eddie Edwards, the Good Brothers against Reno Scum, and then there's also going to be a satellite um, update from Rich Swan about the injury. So that's what we're looking forward to uh, next week. Um, yes. the anyway, it's the main event the tag team championship Motor City Machine Guns against the North. 
This was a fantastic fucking match. Front to finish. This match shows how good the North shows how good the North is. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. they it's it was great. Uh Shelly and Satan get the win. They take the belts <laughs> off of the fucking North. I was not shocked, but I was like, okay, I get okay, I, I see what you're doing here. I think this is gonna set up a trilogy between the two of them. But um We'll see if that happens, but uh, it's aw- you know, fuck, man, it's awesome to see MCMG get the belts, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and it, you know, it's not a bad idea for the North not to have the belts for a little bit, just so they could not, you know, build a little bit more to get in the back. But I, I, I like it, man. I, I thought the match was great. It really was. It was. I don't know, man. You tell me. I thought it was great. I, I thought it was better than a lot of the matches on the pay-per-view. And I, yeah, I, I was happy with the ending, to say the least. Yeah, I um, I definitely thought it made up for the tag title match on the pay-per-view. Um, I think that uh, they definitely meshed a lot better together uh, than, uh, you know, Sammy and, and, and Shamrock did against them. But, um you know, I, I'm I'm not a huge fan of television matches, especially with commercials. But uh, I'm kind of sort of trying to open up more with them, uh, especially with AEW. <laughs> and uh, this was definitely um, one of those really good matches between two of probably I don't want to say the best ever tag teams, but definitely two of the best tag teams that are going right now. Um, you know, again, like I was alluding to earlier, I'd love to have seen the space pirates be the team to take those belts from them. But that's more of a personal thing than looking at the big picture. Cause like I said, I know who they are, but nobody else does, but everybody knows who the motor city machine guns are. So it makes sense. Um, that being said, um, yeah, sorry. I lost my train of thought there. Uh, that being said, yeah, I, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was very good. It makes sense. Machine guns get belts. I thought the finish kind of came out of nowhere though. And it didn't really resonate as far as, uh, a big pop. It was more like, just like, Oh my God. Okay. They won. Cool. You know, yeah, like but, a shocker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was fine for what it was. Um, real quick was kind of funny. I, I noticed today somebody on one of the message boards posted something like, Oh, motor city machine guns versus the young bucks would be great. I'm like, yeah, it's happened before several yeah. times in diff- and several different companies. <laughs> I, you know, I know they wrestled in reign of honor. I know that they've wrestled in, in, uh, uh, I don't know if they wrestled in new Japan, but I know they wrestled in, um, and TNA when, you know, they were Generation Me um, several times. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's it's interesting to get a whole new generation of people that have never seen that before that didn't know, you know, and it's like, wow. You know, one thing I noticed about uh, Shelly and Saman, too, it was good to see them. Uh, you know, Shelly has been out for quite some time with that knee injury, but you, you know, they're, they're getting up there in age too. Oh yeah. Um, does, it doesn't necessarily show in the rain as much, but, uh, Saban's got some gray coming in in there. And I was like, ah, okay. Well, there was rumors yeah, that yeah. he was going to be done for good. 
Yeah, yeah, I did hear that too. Because uh, that last last knee injury had was pretty pretty brutal. Yeah, I mean they're not super old. I mean Shelley's thirty seven and Saban's thirty eight, but they are they are towards you know getting in, into that. I mean they're still younger than you know a lot of like a lot of the big names in WWE, obviously like Styles and all them. But you know, but um, yeah, I mean they're getting up there. They they just been doing it for so long, like. Mm. True. They were pups, a lot man. Of miles. Yeah, they were pups when they when they first came into TNA. So it, it's, you know, it, it's yeah. I mean, I think they were. I think he was twenty years old when I think Saban was twenty years old when he was in Ring of Honor. I mean, that's crazy to think yeah. about, you know. But um, yeah, they uh, well, and Saban, you know, like first TNA, like he's one of the, he was one of the first X Division uh, champions i mean aj was the first but i mean they still had had they had uh, him they had Saban, they had frankie kazarian they had christopher daniels you know samoa joe was a few years later on and it's just it's crazy to think like all those guys back then were like the pioneers of that division and now they're all you know different places but you know Saban and, and Shelley are, are right back there we're at home I guess you could say but uh you know I've always thought yeah. Shelley I always thought Shelley had potential to be a a bigger star a bigger star in the in the business yeah. I just maybe I don't know if he just didn't he he never got the opportunity or what it was but I always thought he was gonna be a bigger star especially back man you go back in the day with Ring of Honor man with um Generation Next I was like Mm-hmm. Think about that group of guys, man, and think about here we are now, where where they're all at. That's crazy to even think about, you know. Yeah, yeah, it is crazy, but um, very crazy. So that's all we got for Slammiversary and Impact. What do you got? You know, I said you had a couple things. Yeah, so with the Good Brothers, they did um, a podcast, I guess, talking about a bunch of stuff. They have, and they plugged this on Impact. They have their own pay per view that they did. That's debuting on August 1st. I forgot the hell the name of it is, but it's some comedy thing. A bunch of people are in it. But they were talking about Paul Heyman. And, you know, Carl Anderson, I guess, said that he considers himself a Paul Heyman guy. But then Gallows chipped in and said, yeah, you know, he's kind of a, everybody said he was kind of a liar and this, that, and the other. And, you know, now we know he's a liar. So I guess the story came out that, um, they, uh, but Heyman, I guess, uh, t- went to Vince and told Vince that Gallows and Anderson weren't worth the money that they were paying them. And that led to them being one of the talents that were released back in April. And I guess word of this got to AJ and this explains why AJ's on SmackDown now, because he requested to be moved because he didn't want to work with Heyman anymore. So this whole AJ being traded thing, not really a storyline, seems like it was real life. And that is quite interesting to me. What do you got on that? Anything? Oh, it's interesting. And um, I actually, did you hear the other thing that Carl Anderson said about them initially going to debut in AEW? I did. I was going to bring that up too, because that would have been awesome. And it kind of they they, they kind of fucked themselves in a sense when it comes to that, because you know somebody there apparently doesn't want them there anymore because of that. And I don't think they they don't think it's the Bucks, and you know so maybe it's probably Jericho. Kenny or yeah, it could be Jericho. 
could be. Could, you know, he's he's a smart businessman. He knows what what to do, and more importantly, what not to do. So, but um, um yeah, it's you know, it, I, it, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because Jericho wanted them in the in the inner circle originally. You know, that was going to be part of it, but yeah, you know, then you know. That is what it is. Yeah, they were going to come out. They were going to sweep the Bucks and then beat the shit out of them. So that would have been cool. But, eh, is what it is, man. Uh, the other thing, uh, so EY, he did an interview. <laughs> Let me bring this up here real quick because I think I actually have it. Uh, yeah, Eric Young says WWE system is broken with no creativity. It's really hard to understand what's going on and why it's going on. Uh, I guess he was on Busted Open and did this interview, which I haven't listened to yet because I'm behind on that. But, yeah, uh, he pretty much basically echoed the same sense that a lot of people are. And basically saying it all basically starts and stops with one person, and that person's Vince. And, like, it's just very frustrating that you only get to be – uh, creative to a certain point and then you can't be creative anymore and so like a lot of people go there thinking okay yeah I get to do this I get to do that and then you pitch your ideas and you get nothing I mean it's this is some this is things we've been hearing for years for so many different people before there was an AEW even yeah you know? and I mean you could you could go back to even late 90s early 2000s with triple h with stories of people of him holding people down rvd you know all this stuff some of it i i think may might have some um you know so some legality too but i think a lot of it's bs because a lot of it might be sour grapes from people because everyone wants to be a top guy and not everybody can be a top guy which i understand that to a point however you're not even trying to be a top guy as much as you're just trying to get yourself booked on TV for something every week and they won't even fucking listen to you or they'll they'll listen to you and take your idea and give it to somebody else it's like well what the fuck am i doing here <laughs> you know and th that's just you know in life in general any position you're at you want to you want to succeed. You want to be set up to succeed, not set up to fail, not set up to have somebody steal your shit and give it to somebody else. You know, that's, it's, it's not right. And, you know, you just, you keep hearing it over and over and over again. It's like the same story. And a lot of people are like, Oh, they're just so XW guys, you know, they're just, a, they're uh, just gruntled employees, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, maybe to a point, but if they're saying it, they move on and they're doing their own thing and they're happy and they don't bring it up again. Then what do you think? You know, I mean, it's, it's not sour grapes as much as I'm just telling the truth. Go back to Moxley's interview on talk is Jericho the night after, you know, that he debuted at uh, double or nothing like uh, you know, last year. I mean, it was, it's the same thing pretty much, you know, and it's just, it's crazy, man. Crazy, crazy business that, that we watch and love and, have grown up and continue to watch and now do a podcast about. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, it makes me wonder who, who who's telling the truth with shit because mm -hmm. um, I think a lot has to do with the who the talent is and if they made a name for themselves. They, stay, they, they tend to like to create these guys to where they succeed 
in-house and that's you know with you know roman and um seth you know bray as prime examples you know um and it's guys that make their names in other companies that come over that tend to be the ones that unless you're a superstar and the likes of styles and Samoa Joe, but not even, but even Samoa Joe now you can see is but even actually in all fairness, even Samoa Joe's run hasn't been great, you know? So, and I, you know, it's funny because I guess you could say Drew McIntyre while he's came here and he did it, but Drew, was a homegrown talent originally and originally was, you know, McMahon's protege or, or, or not protege, but like, you know, um, project. So yeah, I think that's more of McMahon accomplishing a goal than anything else. But other guys, like EC3 became a superstar in impact. Eric Young, Young became a star in impact. You know, these guys for two are prime examples of two guys, even Gallows and Anderson became a star in Japan. Yeah. These are guys that are not, did not become stars in WWE, you know? Well, Gallows was there before, but he never really, a couple gimmicks, he but... never did anything of, of, of substance, you know? And then, no, not to where he is now. Other no. guys, you might say, well, you know, like Keith Lee, you know, he's, he was a indie, indie star. Yes. Killer Cross was an indie star. He was an impact for you know, a cup of coffee, but he was, he was, he was an indie star, you know. Adam Cole was an yeah, indie star. Um, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. Yeah, I mean, the only one that you, and another one that you could also kind of throw out there is Finn Balor, like, and and Nakamura. Yeah. These are two other guys that are, you know, were made stars in other promotions that have kind of not accomplished anything. In all fairness, the only, I mean, I know Finn had the Universal Title for a brief second. We'll see first ever. Yeah, and we'll see if you know. We don't know how long he would have had it if he had not got injured. I think he still would have lost it soon. I would imagine, or maybe not. Maybe he would have. You figure Kevin Owens went the heel route. Maybe Finn was going to go the heel route. We don't know where where, where that yeah. would have went. But um, you know, the only one that's came from another company that's really made a name for himself here is AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah. you know. Well, I mean, Daniel Bryan to an extent, but he had, a, he had the name change, but the name change wasn't really that significant because people still know who the hell he but is. These, but, but these are guys that were big in, in you know, Ring of Honor. These guys weren't made yeah. star. I mean, there was a long time that Impact was the second company and the Impact was the, you know, the, the other, the other, the other show. And, you know, that's where a lot, like Bobby Roode, take another yeah. one, you know, yeah. like. Yeah, AJ, AJ was awesome there, but I think AJ got, catapulted to another level once he went to Japan. He did. And he I did. think that that's pretty much why he was able to come in and be AJ Styles instead of going to NXT or have a different name and you know I'm well, I mean the name team he probably owns. He whatever, does. But yeah, still, but, yeah. But yeah, I you know it, it's yeah, it's one of those things like I said I think that they prefer their own homegrown in town and building guys, you know, in-house. You know, that's why yeah. you see, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, they, 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 you see that's why it's happened with a lot of the, a lot of the former impact guys just don't succeed in, in WWE. And it's just, for some reason it's, it is, it, that's what happens. You know, it's just, it's kind of, it, you yeah. know, and that's been a issue WWE's had for a, a little while, but here's the other thing with WWE and, and this is what fans don't realize sometimes is, they have so much fucking talent there, man. It's 
do. I mean, they Christ really almighty, they have three shows, and it's almost to the point that they need a fourth one because the guys are, are not being used. I mean, honestly. Um, well, I, I don't even think it's that they need a third one or fourth one as much as they just need to be able to balance it more and use who they have. I mean, a three-hour freaking show on Monday nights – you don't need replays and recaps and have people in two and three different segments because you think they're special. They need to get over, put them in 20 seg, you know, put them in two segments. One's a 20 minute, one's a 15 minute. It's like, cut it out, you know, like spread the wealth. Uh, and, and now that they have, you know, well, they've had Pritchard there, but it's not so much necessarily that they have the right people there. It's, it's a matter of Vince, like having a vision and seeing like for himself and actually be able to, to do it. But he just, he doesn't for whatever reason. He, he, he's like a, for lack of a better term, he's like a slave to the network, you know, for that, that almighty rating, but he doesn't, you know, he's not getting the rating. So it's like, he's obviously not doing something right. So why not take a chance? Why not let him go out there, let him be themselves, give them more, you know, give more people more opportunity to get over. Because once you're over, you're over. But with that company, it seems like unless they want you over, you're not going to get over. And that's the thing that just, uh, that, that's what all these people, you know, leads me to the EY thing. That's all these people are basically saying, you know, you don't give me the opportunity. So what am I going to do? So, but we'll talk about WWE in our next show. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I agree. I don't want to, I don't want to, harp on them too much even though we we we, we tend to but they it's definitely yeah it, it's well deserved well it is and, and uh i am uh caught up on everything i am currently watching extreme rules not as we speak but i will be finishing it shortly and we'll be talking about that in, in nxt and just just going you know like like raw and smackdown and smackdown of the couple weeks that we didn't really do a show on like there's not really much to talk about so we'll you know bring up maybe a few things when we talk about extreme rules next and nxt and whatnot but um other than that uh yeah i i you know impact you know eh, whatever i mean i don't think uh i was expecting i i guess i'll close it with this for me uh i was expecting more i got less it's not necessarily something I blame them for, you know, because they, they hooked me. So, like, I'll take my responsibility for it. But at the same time, it doesn't make me interested to want to keep watching on a weekly basis, so to speak. I'll pay attention like I've been, but I don't know about watching every Tuesday. We'll see. Yeah, I think. <laughs> what, what do you uh, think? Well, I'll, I'll be. I'll probably be watching. Um, I, I think what we'll do is, and which makes okay. more sense is, and it's crazy to even think about this, but I think the idea of packaging Raw, Impact, and SmackDown together makes the most sense because I feel like those three shows are the ones that are lacking the most and need it can be on one show. I think I think I think one show needs to be focused on NXT yeah. and AEW, and I think. The other show could be the other three, and I, I can just fill you in really on the impact shit or just the important pieces yeah. that need to be discussed. But 
Um, well, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'll, I'll follow it. I'll try to read spoilers, but I don't think it's something that I'm going to want to watch. But who knows? Maybe something will pique my interest and they'll be they'll get me again. Those sons of bitches. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we'll, we'll figure it out and we'll, we'll obviously keep everybody posted when we know, you know, what we're doing. So um, we will. And then in regards to that next show, whenever that's going to be. Uh, this is going to be posted sometime soon, but the next show, I will have a question for all of our listeners that I'm also going to put on our Facebook page. I don't have an exact um, thing on that yet. I have to talk to see about that to for- finalize it, but I just want to let you know to be on the lookout for that. It's going to help try to shape the show a little bit too. Uh, you know, not necessarily other than what we talked about other things too, and maybe some content on the web or not the website. We do need to get a website one of these days though, um, <laughs> on the, uh, the Facebook page and you know, we'll go from there. But, um, other than that, yeah, I, I, I ain't got nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's all I got. I, th- I believe the next show is probably gonna be a pretty damn long one. I think it's going to have raw SmackDown up to, uh, updates, extreme rules, probably AEW and NXT. Uh, we could do one with all of them if you want. I mean, I, I, I think we I might just just to catch up. I think we might just well, we'll see. Well, I'll talk to Jay and we'll we'll figure out the game plan. Yeah, we'll figure it out, and you know, just keep listening. Uh, go to the Facebook page, like, share. Uh, what's the other one? <laughs> like, share, and uh, comment. Yeah, that's, yeah it. that's it. But um, yeah, the the one the one thing we don't really get many of. But please comment. Tell us you like us. Tell us you don't like us. Tell us anything. Tell us the sky is blue and the grass is green. Uh, give us a fun fact of the day. You know, tell us you like Carl Anderson. Tell us you hate Carl Anderson. You know, whoever. You know, just just tell us something because we want to hear from you. But uh, yeah, guys, thanks for listening, and uh, we will be with you back with you very soon. Sounds good. Thank you for listening. You all have a good day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.